Welcome to the Wonder World Podcast, where we compile cool stories, facts, and fun for curious kids. I'm Pam. And I'm Olivia. And this is the second week of August. And we have some fun celebrations to share with you. August 15th is National Relaxation Day. August 16th is World Calligraphy Day and National Roller Coaster Day. And August 20th is National Bacon Lovers Day. Oh, that's a day that I can get behind. I do love me some bacon. Yeah. Birthdays this week include football player Tim Tebow, who celebrates his birthday on August 14th. Former President Bill Clinton was born on August 19th. And on August 20th, former President Benjamin Harrison was born. On this week in history, August 17th, 1807, Robert Fulton's steamboat, the Claremont, began its first trip up the Hudson River. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information about this famous American inventor. In honor of National Relaxation Day, we wanted to share 10 ways you may enjoy relaxing with your family. Number one, movie night. Pick a family-friendly movie, get some popcorn, and snuggle up on the couch for a cozy movie night. Number two, family game night. Gather around the table and play board games or card games that are suitable for all ages. Number three, an outdoor adventure. Go for a nature walk, visit a local park, have a picnic outdoors, or play some yard games. Spending time in nature can be both relaxing and enjoyable. Number four, arts and crafts. Engage in creative activities together, such as drawing, painting, tie-dyeing t-shirts, or making crafts. It's a great way to relax and let your creativity flow. Number five, family cooking or baking. Choose a simple recipe that you can make together as a family. Cooking and baking can be a fun and relaxing activity that also results in delicious treats. Number six, reading time. Set aside a designated reading time where everyone can curl up with their favorite books. It's a quiet and calming activity that promotes a love for reading. Or even better, read aloud together as a family. Number seven, listen to the Bible on your phone together while drawing or coloring. This is a great way to relax and bond as a family as you grow closer to God. Number eight, puzzles and brain teasers. Solve puzzles, riddles, or crosswords as a family. It can be a relaxing and stimulating activity that challenges the mind. Number nine, build forts or play tents. Use blankets, pillows, and furniture to create cozy forts or play tents. Spend time inside reading stories or playing imaginative games. I love tents with flashlights myself, especially on rainy days. And number 10, take a family day trip. Plan a day trip to a nearby attraction, such as a museum, zoo, or amusement park. It allows everyone to relax, have fun, and create lasting memories together. Okay, Olivia, so what's your favorite way to relax with family? My favorite way to relax is probably play games. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. I love it when we like play Uno after dinner. Yeah, sometimes that can be not super relaxing, though. Mom gets really intense with how she plays. <laughs> I'm not the only one who gets intense, but it that's is fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. And now for our trivia question. What country was credited with beginning roller coaster history? Is it A, Russia, 
B, France, or C, the USA? We'll be back in a moment with the answer. Roller coasters are thrilling amusement park rides that make use of exciting physics principles. The main force at play is one we are all familiar with, gravity. When the roller coaster climbs up a hill, it gains potential energy as it goes higher. This potential energy is then converted into kinetic energy as the coaster zooms down the hill. The faster the coaster goes, the more kinetic energy it has. Another important force is inertia. Inertia is the tendency of an object to resist changes in its motion. When the roller coaster suddenly changes direction or goes around a curve, your body wants to keep going in a straight line. That is why you might feel pushed to the side or feel a force pulling you. That is inertia at work. Now, to keep you safe and prevent the coaster from flying off the tracks, there are special design features. Roller coaster tracks are engineered with loops, twists, and turns to control the forces acting on the coaster. The shape and angle of the track help maintain the right balance of speed and safety. Engineers carefully calculate and design the track to ensure an exhilarating yet safe ride. Friction also plays a role. Friction is a force that opposes motion. It helps the coaster slow down and stop at the end of the ride. Additionally, roller coasters often have brakes or other mechanisms to control the speed and ensure a smooth and controlled experience. So the next time you ride a roller coaster, remember the awesome science behind it. Gravity, inertia, and friction all work together to give you an exhilarating and safe adventure. You may want to celebrate Bacon Lover's Day by eating some of this tantalizing delight. But how much do you really know about your delicious food? Bacon is made from the pork belly, which comes from pigs. First, the pork belly is cured by adding salt, sugar, and sometimes other flavors like pepper or smoke. This helps to preserve the meat and give it flavor. The meat is then left to sit and absorb the flavors for a certain amount of time. After curing, the pork belly is typically smoked to add a smoky taste. Finally, it is sliced and cooked, usually by frying or baking, until it becomes crispy and delicious. That's how bacon is made. And now back to our trivia. What country is credited with beginning roller coaster history? Is it A, Russia, B, France, or C, the USA? There's some debate about this, but we're going with A, Russia. And be sure to check the show notes for more information on the fascinating history of roller coasters. Hey, Mom. Yes, Olivia. Why did the steamboat join the gym? I don't know. Why? Because it wanted to stay in ship shape. Oh, well, why did the steamboat take up gardening? Why? Because it wanted to grow steamed vegetables. <laughs> of course. Our word of the week is dog days. Dog days is a plural noun that refers to the hottest time of the year, which in Northern Hemisphere is usually between early July and early September. So why is it called dog days? Well, that dates back to ancient Rome, when Sirius would appear in the sky just before the sun, near the end of July, that marked the beginning of the very hottest days of the year. The Romans referred to this period as Dies Canicularis, or Days of the Dog Star, which eventually translated as just dog days. Dog days can also refer to a period of stagnation or inactivity and hot, sultry weather when it can be difficult to summon the energy required for hard work. 
The kids swim every afternoon during the dog days of summer. I bet you can easily use dog days in multiple conversations this week. I know we could here, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, definitely. It's been extremely hot. Today, we continue our story by the Brothers Grimm, entitled The Fisherman and His Wife. August is National Catfish Month, so we're having fun with the fish theme and enjoying portions of this great story all month long. You might remember that the poor fisherman had a very discontent wife, and she is always making outlandish wishes. When we left off last week, the fisherman's wife was demanding he leave and go ask the fish for a castle. Let's check back in with our story and see what happens next. The fisherman went, but his heart was very heavy. When he came to the sea, it looked blue and gloomy, though it was very calm. He went close to the edge of the waves and said, O man of the sea, hearken to me. My wife Isabel will have her own will and hath sent me to beg a boon of thee. Well, what does she want now? said the fish. Ah, said the man dolefully, my wife wants to live in a stone castle. Go home then, said the fish. She is standing at the gate of it already. So away went the fisherman and found his wife standing before the gate of a great castle. See, said she, is not this grand? With that, they went into the castle together and found a great many servants there, and the rooms all richly furnished and full of golden chairs and tables. And behind the castle was a garden, and around it was a field a half a mile long, full of sheep and goats and hares and deer, and in the courtyard were stables and cow houses. Well, said the man, now we will live cheerful and happy in this beautiful castle for the rest of our lives. Perhaps we may said his wife, but let us sleep on it before we make up our minds. So they went to bed. The next morning when Dame Isabel awoke, it was broad daylight, and she jogged the fisherman with her elbow and said, Get up, husband, and bestir yourself, for we must be king of all the land. Wife, wife, said the man, why should we wish to be king? I will not be king. Then I will, said she. But wife, said the fisherman, how can you be king? The fish cannot make you a king. Husband, said she, say no more about it, but go and try. I will be king. So the man went away, quite sorrowful to think that his wife should want to be king. This time the sea looked a dark gray color. and was overspread with curling waves and the ridges of foam as he cried out, O man of the sea, hearken to me. My wife Isabel will have her own will, and hath sent me to beg a boon of thee. Well, what should she have now? said the fish. Alas, said the poor man, my wife wants to be king. Go home, said the fish. She is king already. Then the fisherman went home, and as he came close to the palace, he saw a troop of soldiers and heard the sound of drums and trumpets. And when he went in, he saw his wife sitting on a throne of gold and diamonds with a golden crown upon her head. And on each side of her stood six fair maidens, each a head taller than the other. Well, wife, said the fisherman, are you king? Yes, said she, I am king. And when he had looked at her for a long time, he said, Ah, wife, what a fine thing it is to be king. Now we shall never have anything more to wish for as long as we live. I don't know how that may be, said she. 
Never is a long time. I'm a king, it's true, but I begin to be tired of that, and I think I should like to be an emperor. Alas, wife, why should you wish to be an emperor? said the fisherman. Husband, said she, go to the fish. I say I will be an emperor. Ah, wife, replied the fisherman, the fish cannot make an emperor, I am sure, and I should not like to ask him for such a thing. I'm a king, said Isabel, and you are my slave, so go at once. Well, thanks for joining us on the Wonder World Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, head on over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. The reviews you leave help us get the word out about the podcast to more families. And we would love to feature your review right here. Until next time, keep wondering. 